We're talking about podcasts. We're talking about podcasts. A podcast. Merry Mini Monday, Chunkies. No, keep the beat going. Keep it going. I'm Carter. My fingers hurt from snapping. <laughs> I'm Carter. I'm Doge. I don't want to get blisters. I'm Jordan. Who's that, that jazz was, band? That that was jazzy. It was Her jazzy. Amazing. I saw the I saw the smoky I saw the smoky corner. It was very difficult club. to create a gulf between what I was doing and Hey baby, I hear the blues are called. Dude, it's the yeah, same. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, it was very, very, very difficult. <laughs> I had a hard time following uh, because it's brilliant. I mean, it's like the first time you would have heard. Mozart. It's like, sure, I don't absolutely. Know how to play this? It's like yeah, walking into a movie for. theater. Walking into a movie theater of May of 1977. This? You have no yeah. idea what you're about to see. Yeah. yeah, had no idea, guys. Today, when we talk about the news on this podcast, I've got a theme. I do this every now and then. Mm. I'm hit and miss. Sometimes I don't theme it. Sometimes I do. But this theme is is called ages. Uh, it can be like, it's, okay. wow, it's been ages. Ah. It's been so long. Okay. I want to start by saying Grey's Anatomy is wrapping up its 19th season. Good. Interesting. Lord. I thought I was going to read an article about how Ellen Pompeo, Meredith Grey herself, and I've seen, I think I've seen nine seasons, and it's bizarre to me that there, that is not even half. That's not a, quite Nine half. seasons is a long show. That's a lot yeah. of anything. Yeah. Um, I thought I was about to read that she was, because she's saying bye to, to uh, I think Grace Sloan is the name of the, the hospital that they work at in Seattle. She's leaving that hospital to go to another hospital in Boston, taking her children, which I'm sure could be going to college anytime soon. Um, <laughs> and it, it's not, though. It was just to say, like, it made movie news, TV news, that she's, she's leaving. Uh, Shonda Rhimes has said, Grey's Wait, Anatomy Grey is leaving Grey's Anatomy. Well, well, in spirit. Uh, this oh. this season there was like twenty four episodes, and she was really only a part of eight of them. But she's still kind mm-hmm. of there. And Shonda Rhimes said, "Grey's Anatomy will end whenever Pompeo doesn't want to do it anymore." So that's it seems always like a we good kind of, metric for a good TV have, show. We've got some other p- careers. In the balance here, on behalf of someone's love for someone else, to say, "Hey, you can keep doing this." So they could have, they kind of did a semi revamp and brought in a whole bunch of newbies on this most recent season, Worked and really it's just well kind of like, I was about to say, Scrubs yeah. did that, yeah. No, it's it all like, did, "Hey, when when terrible. Ellen says no, I'm sorry, guys. You know, here was your hot start to Hollywood, but as soon as Ellen's done, you're done." I would be a little bit anxious about that. Here's something even crazier about Grey's Anatomy being 19 seasons long. So with Grey's Anatomy being 19 years old, it is only but a first grader, kindergartner, younger than Pokemon. So Ash Ketchum made the news that after 25 years, he is finally Did he catch the very best. Wow. He is he is finally one. Congrats. Wow. Good he job, is Ash. the world's top trainer on Pokemon's current iteration of its show. It's funny, they call him a perpetual 10-year-old. <laughs> same hey ash same yeah been, been, uh, been called worse buddy <laughs> on the pokemon ultimate journey series they mastered the uh well they they win the masters eight tournament of the pokemon world coronation series which made him 
the greatest in the world. So congratulations, Ash. Very, very proud of you. We're going to play a little game. Yeah. uh, In the latter half in honor of Ash Ketchum. Can can we sit in the Grey's Anatomy space for one second? We can go right back to it. I'm, I'm, I am struck by the fact that you can see, look, I've seen just a scooch of episodes of Grey's Anatomy. I've watched some here and there. I watched a little bit of the first season and then I've caught episodes here and there. I, I sort of get what the deal is. I understand. I understand some of the appeal, especially of the early seasons. It's high drama. Yeah. Lots of lots of pretty young faces just hanging out, being attractive, doing their thing at the hospital. I get that. Very hot. Nothing, nothing, nothing is 19 seasons good. There's not any fictional show that is 19 seasons good. It is, it is our, I was looking into this. It is our measurement of good. Uh, Disney, who owns it. How? uh, ABC. So, Uh, Disney. Like, this is a massive cash cow for them. So, Grey's Anatomy, internationally especially, is incredibly popular. It's like how um, someone from another part of the world might come to Dallas and think they know a lot about Dallas based off of the show Dallas. Dallas, Right? So, yeah, Grey's Anatomy is just making a lot of money. And so, that's how it keeps going. I get that. But it just strikes me having recently within the last handful of months, finished out one of the best shows ever made, Better Call Saul, a show made with purpose and an end in mind. Mm. It occurs to me that basing a show and the length of said show around just, eh, whenever we get bored, we'll stop, might not be the best idea for continuous quality. Let me play Meredith Gray's advocate for a second. Sure. That's our, that's our approach to this podcast. I would argue that this is not a fictional show, Doge. Would you say Pokemon is a fictional show? I would. Is it doing the same thing? I would argue that it probably should have changed up its formula a long time ago. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm, I'm nothing if not consistent. That's true. <laughs> but congrats, Ash. It took you 25 years at 10. Can you imagine living your, your 10 years, when you're 10 years old, doing that for 25 years straight? Yeah, we don't talk enough about how that was one of the worst years of trapped in a child's body. (laughs) Fifth grade definitely not want to do that. Oh no, fifth grade ripped. I enjoyed fifth grade. I would be fifth grade for a while. No, fifth grade was a bad time for me. There's a picture of me somewhere in my field day tie dye shirt with my puka shell necklace and my two count them two brackets of braces just on my two front teeth to close that gap. Um, That picture haunts me. I think about it every morning. It's why I hate myself. Anyway. Yeah, I would was like pre braces. For, for me to be ten for twenty five years would just be like that's just twenty five years straight of my mom having cancer diagnoses. Yeah, so that's, I'm like, that's I'm not out. fun. That's not a definitely. Good, but out. Carter, I had braces. That's not a good time. You did have braces though. <laughs> so I mean, <laughs> guys, I didn't have braces. Didn't have anything going on in my family. That was like pre the kind of puberty huskiness really hit in full force, okay. and it was like endless stamina. Play outside, jump on trampoline, play oh, with yeah. dog. So I guess if you have good ten, time. if you have good ten, you have bad medical twenties, right? You're just yeah, constantly probably. going in for mild ailments. Yeah, probably had, mild like, ailments. Yeah. Mild to moderate ailments, I would. say. I would say we're closer to moderate with some of the conversations <laughs> sure. you were having. Yeah, before we began filming. So uh, a theme right now 
as we stick with, it's been ages. We don't film this for anybody who just went, oh, is there a video? No. No. There's no video, sorry. Um, there is a big affinity for currently for these big, big fictional stories to go back. Let's go back. So House of the Dragon is many, many years before Game of Thrones. I started House of the Dragon, by the way. Ooh. I, I have to say, let me take a quick aside. Sure. I really enjoyed House of the Dragon. The final scene of House of the Dragon is one of the best final scenes of a season in television that I've ever seen in my life. Well, the final frame. Do you beautiful? Do you wonderful. want a quick uh, thirty second to a minute thought so far on House of the Dragon from me? From you? Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm uh, two episodes in. It is. I'm gonna say as of right now, two episodes in. It's a solid seven. I'm enjoying it. It is. Uh, weirdly nice to be back in that world. I like being back in right. the world more than I thought. I just, it's I had a moment where I was like, I'm not going to let, I'm going to, I'm going to allow like coffee myself. coffee with an X, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, sure. You're like, um, I'm going to allow um, myself to uh, let these people try and salvage this. That's what I decided. That's, I'm proud of you for that. But the visual Language of the show is far more polished than OG Game of Thrones in a way that I don't really like. It's a little mm. more like sleek, which okay. being a prequel feels weird. Um, mm. And I would say that the dialogue is much more similar to season like six, seven, eight than it is early seasons. It's way more modern in the yeah. dialogue in a way that feels like Game of Thrones seasons one through five felt like people in Westeros were talking six through eight felt like people in America in 2018 yeah, were, were writing dialogue for yeah. Westeros. Yeah. That's what this feels like is that, and it, I will say it is starting to be noticeable to me that they are really, really, really swinging for the fences with some like, oh, did you catch it? Did you see that? And mm. it, it, it does great on me. However, still a seven. The acting is yeah. good. The Back action is, is still top tier. I'm You're not excited. even to Emma yet. Not even to Emma Darcy. Yeah, correct. Um, who I think was my favorite thing about the, I'm excited. the whole show. I'm excited. But yeah, yeah, very good. Um, we have, uh, we, we also went way, way back for Rings of Power. How many years was that? Do we remember? Many, many years before our uh, story that we get in The Lord of the Rings. Uh, and now, Dune. Uh, has mm -hmm. HBO Max is having a series called Dune the Sisterhood. This is about 10,000 years wow. before Dune. It is about the Harkonnen sisters essentially creating the Bene Gesserit, or however you can pronounce that. It's pronounced uh, in many different dialects all over uh, the communities of Dallas and Rockwall and Allen. Um, but the Harkonnen sisters, which we have Emily Watson, who I like a lot, Shirley Henderson, of Moaning Myrtle fame is one of these Harkonnen <laughs> sisters. And then Indira Varma is playing Empress yeah. Natalia. She cool. was uh, the head of those like sand snakes in Game of Thrones. She was Ilaria Sand, yeah. Uh, yeah. She was also in uh, Obi-Wan, which we all loved. Yes. She I was got one episode that. into that and then stopped. They have also just cast uh, Travis Fimmel for this, of uh, Vikings fame. But our director is Johan Rink, who 
is kind of an expert at doing a few episodes of some of the most popular shows of all time. This happens every now and again uh, on IMDb. You catch a director or a writer that's had two or three episode credits uh, for certain things. The majority of what he did was Chernobyl, but he's okay. done a, a, several episodes for Breaking Bad. Uh, he's done several episodes for The Walking Dead, and it's in the early early ages of The Walking Dead. When it was good. So that's encouraging. Yeah. That's always so funny. When, when we have these shows that last a long time, and you see that someone is attached to a new project that was attached to that show, you almost have like, right, but what part of it? Right? You're like, oh, yes, that's exciting, but right. which part are you interested in? I want to play a quick. Um, actually, no. Let's let's talk. Let's talk Jonathan Majors first. And I have to tell myself not to say Abrams. No idea. Maybe it's because of the J. The, any J yeah, maybe makes me think it's going to be JJ Abrams. Mm. But as we were, uh, I know at least for me, and I believe was it maybe it was all of our experience. I think Jordan was talking about it. But as we're watching the previews before. We watch Wakanda Forever, which we'll be reviewing tomorrow. It just felt like also also Jonathan Majors, yeah, yeah. was in every one that of was, these. That movies. was Doge who brought that up. Yeah, that was my always, thought. As, like as we were leaving, my thought was like, God forbid something horrible happens to Jonathan Majors. They don't have to really cobble together an in memoriam piece for the Oscars because they could just play the credits for the <laughs> trailers from before Black Panther Wakanda Forever because it's got a ton. It's in three different huge yeah. projects coming out. Yeah, massive. One of those being essentially Blue Thanos. I mean, he's coming. Yeah. He's going to be a, a, a hopeful, legitimate, like new big bad yeah. that we can have some connective tissue to. Um, and so saw him in the Quantumania trailer, which I don't think we've even talked about on this podcast. I'm have. down. I think we're introducing... Everything is a new world, and that's overwhelming to me. I think we're introducing yes. many, many. Shang-Chi, we had a brand new world. Nick Fury, we know, is in another part of the galaxy because there's obviously way more worlds out there. Now we're going to go to a world under our world, which we kind of saw also in Wakanda Forever. There's a world underwater. And so I'm just like, oh, man, we're really putting all these out here really quick. Um, but he's going to be in that. He's going to be... I, I have not watched any of the Creed movies, but I mean, boy, this trailer has wait. me... Itching to watch them all. Neither of you have watched Creed? Mm -mm. No. Or Creed 2. Isn't that, isn't that crazy? Yes. I think it's crazy. Yes. So, yeah, Michael, B, Michael Jordan and J.J. Abrams are yeah, going to be in. Crazy, dude. No, Can't Michael B. Jordan is directing. Dude, the Creed movies Creed are awesome. Creed 3. And uh, Jonathan Majors looks like Mike Tyson reincarnate. Yeah, he oh, is dude. huge in that trailer, man. Massive. That and boy the movie, is big. The movie looks so good. And I know this yeah. series to be pretty, pretty well loved. And so yeah. I think I'm about to dive in. Please. It's one of those things. Do you ever have, have those situations to where um, we're all married on this podcast? And so there's a situation to where you're like, hey, I'm about to, I'm about to take a journey. And you're trying to like just test the waters with your spouse. Hey, you want to do this? Yeah. Are we, are we going? And then you don't, you're kind of still, it's pending their answer. I'm not, I still haven't had a full clarity of like, if Chelsea wants to watch Michael B. Jordan with his shirt off most of the time, doesn't really make sense much to me. Sure. Yeah. But I haven't heard yet, but I'm ready to go. I'm just yeah. kind of waiting to hear yeah. from, from her. This is the uh, first also, one not directed by Ryan Coogler, right? He did Creed yes. 1 and 2, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. uh, also, we have uh, Devotion, which is in theaters right now. 
that talks about a pair of U.S. Navy fighter pilots risked their lives during the Korean War. So this is uh, Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell. Yeah. Apparently, the podcast. It, it just if there's a plane, go ahead and cast but, Glenn. Glenn's agent's like, he's you want to go in a plane again? Guy. He's a pilot guy now. But um, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I don't think that looks very good to me. Yeah. It oh, looks like it. It looks like know. it wants to be Top Gun by way of Dunkirk. Yeah. It's like, uh, I mean, both of those already exist and they're both pretty good. I thought the acting in the trailer was strong, which made me interested, yeah. but the visuals sort of felt like that canned old school yeah. war visual. I don't know. I, I'm torn. Mm-hmm. I think it could be a solid movie based on cast and tone of the trailer. Yeah. Yeah. But- Visually, I, yeah. I felt like something was lacking, maybe. Do you think Finally, All Quiet Empire. on the Western Front is going to cannibalize those ticket sales at all, away from Devotion? I don't even think of, I'm familiar with All Quiet it's on just the a, it's, Front. It's a streaming show, right? Is it not? It's I a, thought it was a, a theater release. Is no, it not? Is it a show? Maybe there is a streaming. Maybe it is going to have a theater release, but it is on Netflix or in. Gotcha. Go watch it right now. So short answer is No. That would be pretty pretty wild if people were like, I was going to buy tickets, but instead I could stay home and watch Netflix. Actually, the way I I say that, that sounds pretty probable. Yeah, that definitely does happen. (laughs) That definitely does happen. We did get a trailer recently, an official trailer for John Wick Chapter 4, which I have not even seen a John Wick. So it's like, there's a lot of action in my future. insane, dude. It actually gets me excited. It would be, you would think someone would be like, wow, I can't believe. Usually that could bring anxiety. Like you were supposed to do this, we expected this of you. Yeah, but when it's good friends that know my tastes and can't believe that I've seen something, that's usually a good sign for me. Well, yeah, yeah. it's like if somebody comes up and is like, "Oh my gosh, are you serious? You haven't seen Prisoners? Well, clear your schedule for the next three hours. I'm about to change your life. Like this is yeah. a great movie. Yeah. It, it feels good to have an endorsement of somebody who is appalled that you yeah. haven't done a thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is there a specific movie that someone has been appalled at that knows that you're on this podcast that kind of offended you? Yeah. That you were like, seriously, you expected me to see that? Can you think of what that might have been? It happens all the time. I, there, I try to explain to people so frequently, I love movies, but I have gaps just like with everything in my life of things that it's like, how did I miss that? Yeah. I've yeah. never seen was- any of the Godfathers and I get frequently- crazy. Uh, let's say accosted, harassed. Yeah, yeah. It's the it's the smaller ones for me that are funny. And pardon me for defining this as small. If you think Hellraiser is the greatest movie of all time, <laughs> but like the original Hellraiser, I'm like, oh, I've never seen that because there's the new there's the remake kind of vibe that's happening right now. Yeah. So I was like, you haven't seen Hellraiser? I was like, no. Uh, what's wrong with you? Are you not into sex torture? I'm sorry, I haven't seen. Hellraiser. I mean, sports. I'm very aware of Pinhead. I think that was in my head, much like the pins for a long time. Much like the pins. Uh, let's head to let's head to ads. Oh, let's do that. Okay. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. 
No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back from advertisements. Ooh. Uh, I would love to, let's play, I had said we're going to do kind of a Ash Ketchum type game. I've decided against it. Oh, okay. Because uh, it just kind of feels like other games that we do. It was going to be kind of a name that Pokemon vibe. Mm. But it was going to be like name that movie, which dude, we have that. We already have a movie based off of someone's name. It's called Rumpelstiltskin. It's true. Um, for those of you in Germany, Rumpelstiltskin. Um, but I want to play a little bit of Jolf. It's been a while, three J's, because I have been inspired by my mix-up between Jonathan Majors and J.J. Abrams. If you combine them both, it's <laughs> that is J.J. Jonathan Abrams Majors. So but we are going to play Jolf today. I like Major Jonathan J.J. Abrams. Major Jonathan J.J. Salute that Abrams. name. Can't you just see like the that. flag waving in the background while you say <laughs> mm. that name? Mm. Amber waves of grain. Amber waves of pain. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's play a bit of Jolf. This is based off of the game Golf, except with three J's. Yeah. Instead and so of each of these guys have been allotted 22 strokes. Uh, to try and stay within guessing as close to the actual critic or audience review score on Rotten Tomatoes of a film. And what we will begin with is, I want to stay in the MCU. I wanted to go around uh, with maybe some of the lesser known MCU installments and see how close you guys can is get to Is that even projecting. a thing anymore? Is that even a thing? Yeah, there's That's some really question. indie ones. Not That's a, a good question. I'm going to have a little bit of, uh, let me take, uh, might, might I get on the soapbox yeah. pad here? You may. The MCU is fascinating for like movie going data collection just because of its length of time that it has existed and obviously how popular it is. I think it is, uh, reviews are inevitable. In movie business, we must have them. We have to have awards because we do have to have some kind of measurable. And it's always really weird because it's subjective, like it's art. It's like if you went into the gallery and it had a a to 10 scale and it put like uh, by a Van Gogh, it would say 10 out of 10. Yeah. And then it came up to like, you'd come to a Monet and you'd be like eight and a half out of 10. It's like, would that change the way that you viewed the way that you looked at that? Like if there was a whole section of a gallery that was like, these are the five and belows. Do you go in there and appreciate it as much? No. I don't know. It's interesting. So like I wanted to look at the bracket. MCU. Yeah. It's a loser's Consolation bracket. art. But we have to have these things. We can't, we can't live without them because they, in the end, they do also drive 
some kind of economic influence. Yeah. Because the, the movie that didn't have hype until later, right? That didn't have somebody to say, it's a certified fresh. Like, I, had, I did not think Terrifier 2 was going to be worth seeing. It seems like the answer is just make good movie, good movies, you know? Like, just make good just movies. Just make good movies, and then you don't have to worry about what the ratings are. if we assume it's good movie, then we go see good movie. But we'll start with Jolf here, and I want to do Iron Man 3 as our first film. Iron Man 3. Are we going critic to critic score? score? I just always have to ask it. And then uh, who, who would like to go first here? Jordan can go first. Okay. Iron Man 3, critic score, 64%. I'm muted. Can I come back? Are you done guessing? 73%. Sorry, I'm always trying new ways to get the math here. Hmm. I'm not bad at math. I just don't want to be. I've never had my math recorded in a way that you could go into the history of my math. And you can check your math. And find out if I'm mathing well. Yeah. Or not. Doge is closer here because... Iron Man 3 got a 79% certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. That's a 15-stroke penalty for Jordan, bringing him down to seven left. Whoa, what did you guess? And for Doge, it was six strokes. Mm. Six strokes. Being uh, Yeah, Jordan guessed uh, I honestly 94. genuinely think that I was thinking Iron Man 2. Mm. Well, that's great because that's what's next. We're going to do Iron Man 2. You're going to let it ride? Let that yeah. number ride. Yeah, I'm next. Just let it go. Jordan, Jordan has seven strokes left to Doge's 16. And you're keeping the same guess, Jordan? Yeah, I'm going to leave it down. I love Jolf. I'm not being dismissive of the game Jolf. I just thought this was the movie last time, you know, so I'm keeping it. Yeah. 70. Doge? 70. 70. <laughs> So Jordan is not yet out of it because he could be exact, but he's sitting at zero. He was literally with what he had left allotted, which was seven. It was actually 71%. Cool. So Doge has 15 to Jordan's zero. Now let's do, actually let's do Black Panther. The original. The OG. Doge, will you start us off this time? I will. Jordan, you want to mute? 92%. I'm going to go with uh, 89%. Doge wins. This round of Jolf, 96%. Whoa. Certified fresh on Rotten Tomatoes. Jordan went down to negative seven. Doge still with nine. Do we want to press mm. our luck here? Do you want to keep going, Dozia? Uh, yeah. Do you want to see, see how far you can get in? Let's see how far. I don't know. We should be keeping record of the most. I think Jordan got five one time. Yeah. In his this, victory is, lap? this would be, we're going, we're going on to four. Okay. I was going to say it helps when you... Listen to what the name of the movie is, but not that much, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> not as much as it used to. Honestly, it no. helps when you're doing MCU movies because you know they're all going to be between like 68 and 
I mean, the rare Black Panthers that are 96, but mostly 68 to 80%. Yeah, cr- critic score is what's confusing to me. I think there's a lot of Marvel movies that even I love that critic score don't even deserve that. Yeah, but that's what I, I think that's why they keep making them, right? Because like they're a reliable C+. And yeah. so they're just, they're printing money regardless of the quality. Because like I, I enjoy Guardians of the Galaxy too, but like that's a 52% movie. That's a, yeah. that should, that, that is it what that movie low. should have. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Avengers Age of Ultron. 84. Oh, 76. Ooh. He has one stroke. See, 76 wow. feels too hot. I like Age of Ultron. It just, that feels too high. Yep. It's, it's funny. High. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. 63. That's what'll do it, my friend. 85. Whoa. Certified fresh. Really? On Rotten Tomatoes. Now let's have a conversation. I think think Godkey 2 is a certified stinker. I think it's actually not very good. So at what point critics have careers? Right? Especially the ones that we know about, especially the ones that influence things like Flickster to an extent. Yeah. Do, are, do they hedge their bets sometimes? Do they play with house money? Like, are they trying to be safe? Like, do you really want to be the critic that actually picks the wrong MCU movie to do do on? So <laughs> you're the one that they're using to be like, can you believe? Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's I the know. nature of, of trying to quantify something subjective anyway is like, yeah. Are you grading that 85 based on, like, what is your scale? Of all the other movies with a talking raccoon, is this in the 85th percentile? Sure, I'll buy that. But, like, of all the comic book movies ever, is this in the 85th percentile? I don't think close. so. Yeah. All the movies in the world? Certainly not. So I don't know where that 80, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's all, what are they, what's the rubric, I guess? Well, yeah. and I, I think that that's part of what Marvel has built for themselves, is I've noticed this in conversation with other Marvel fans, of which I am chief amongst, by the way. I mean, the two of you started this podcast based off of your love for Marvel. So Marvel, I, I, Without I, Marvel, there's no two shots. I want to be clear that I am a Marvel and MCU fan. I love, I love the MCU, but sometimes I will have conversation with other Marvel fans, and it's like you're not allowed to dislike something that Marvel does because that means that you like hate everything Marvel's ever done. That's a lot of times the conversation comes, like when I tell people that I think that Thor 4 was a bad movie, a total swing and a miss. A -hmm. lot of times it's like, what the heck? What the heck, dude? But, but this, but that. And it's like, I'm just telling you, it wasn't very good. Ragnarok was, that wasn't your Carter voice, was it? No. Because that might have been. I want to make sure that's not how our episode went. No, no, no. It's more about, (laughs) I'm kidding. I knew it wasn't. If you like, if you like a thing that I don't like, that is fine. But if you only like it because it's got MCU attached to it, then that's, that's why they're making bad yeah. movies because they know yeah. that the audience is undiscerning and does not care. And that's any franchise though, right? That's yeah, 100%. the same thing. Same thing with Star Wars. Same yes. thing with DC. That's, Fast I and Furious what, just did it on purpose. That's the only reason. Yeah. It but it's the same <laughs> it's, model, well, right? That, the it's brilliance the of that exist. though, it, it is definitely the right. Emperor's New Clothes with Fast and Furious for me yes. because it does seem like that the one at the helm is the only one that doesn't understand <laughs> who's going to tell makes it that much better. Yeah. But so Thor The Dark World... <laughs> Any guesses on that one? That's that's r- widely regarded as the worst installment. It's of still going to be disgustingly high, but I'm going to go with like 62. 
71. 66. Wow. So there's never a, been a it has a higher IMDb score. Tour the Dark World does is higher on IMDb than uh, crazy than yeah. uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Oh, I wouldn't yeah. agree with that. That's crazy. Um, another thing that had me thinking of this in general is I do, I think very much so in in critiquing in the critic world there is some recency bias. I, I can't get out of my head the thing's initial reviews. Yeah, like not not being vague, like the movie The Thing. We talked about that a couple of weeks ago. Because of ET, right? Everybody was like, "But these aren't aliens." Do you think there? I wonder if there should ever be a like maybe species. <laughs> maybe there could be a segment of like the Oscars or something that's like looks at the legacy of like let's go back and like this year it's two thousand twenty two. Let's go back and relitigate two thousand two, and just mm. see like okay, did we get it right in two thousand two? And maybe that's. You know, maybe that's nothing the Oscars would ever do. But like, I think about in 2002, the Oscar for Best Animated Picture went to Shrek over Monsters Incorporated. Or maybe that was 2003. Uh, which is just like, I think that is an example of the recency bias. Because it's like, man, think about like the achievement in storytelling that is Monsters Incorporated versus Shrek. You know, what I mean? And it's just like... Psalm. Body. Man, yeah, that's I feel such like that a tough conversation for me though because I adore both of those movies with my whole heart. I do too. I it's think awesome. Monsters Incorporated is a much better film, but I yeah, think that there's... of course, but Shrek has its place, you know? That's what's right. hard. But is that place best animated picture over no, absolutely Monsters Incorporated? Not. That's absolutely what I'm talking not. about. Like is if there's a way to go back and sort of relitigate and see like what actually is enduring, what like you know, we gave an Oscar to this movie that now nobody watches or thinks about. And I, I, I mean, I do think things like Green Book would be a, a huge point of like, wait, why did we give an Oscar to that? Yeah, Nobody's right. watched not that a soul since it in came the world out. Is talking about that anymore. No. Yeah. It is not a part of the clips of like 150 years of Hollywood. Exactly. They're not showing a clip of Green Book. Yeah. I just looked up um, out of cur- curiosity the Rotten Tomatoes score for Don't Worry, Darling. Can you guys guess what that is? The critic score? Critic score. 60%. 78. 39. Whoa. They got it right. See, but I don't think that is right. I wouldn't say that that movie on a scale of 1 to 10 is a 3.9 out of 10. You know what I mean? Like... I find Rotten Tomato, the, and it's not just because they rejected us, but but get in line, first of all. <laughs> I find Rotten Tomatoes to be incredibly helpful to understand the general vibe of what people are saying, which is what the score is. I mean, it's not yeah. saying that the average I mean, score is 3.9. You're going to Yelp a new restaurant. That just means that only 39% of scores were positive. I understand that. Yeah. But like... I find it helpful to be like, ooh, what's the vibe on this? But ultimately, I find it incredibly unhelpful for gauging quality of movie. Yes. Do you feel like yeah. IMDb's stars are the same thing or more helpful than Rotten Tomatoes? I think that I have learned to read the original Latin and hieroglyphs of yeah. the IMDb star Take system. Take it back to the source. So like, if I open up a comedy on IMDb and it's got a 6.8, I'm like, that's probably a pretty good comedy because comedies right. get low scores. If I open up, you know, an Oscar bait type movie and it has a 7.4, I bet it's just okay. So you got Mm -hmm. the IMDb stars are a sliding scale that once you learn how to read and interpret, they are pretty helpful for the most part. But then also I find that because IMDb is audience, IMDb tends to get review bombed or 
yeah. boosted more than any other place. So you'll find stuff that is clearly an eight that's sitting at like a 5.2 because people are just creating new email addresses and review bombing. Like Because they're mad power. it exists. Yeah, Rings of Power, just yeah. out of curiosity, I'm going to look up this Rings of Power. Which Rings of Power is the number two show in the like the Nielsen streaming rankings right now. Yeah. Uh, or I think it's all television, not just streaming. Rings uh, of Power has tearing up. a 6.9 out of 10. I would fully disagree with that. I think that yeah. show deserves a higher score than that. And if you actually go and look at the episode ratings, it... That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I've looked at that before. They're high. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, most of them sit so mid-sevens with a couple tipping up into eight. But uh, no, you rate the show and the episode separately. It doesn't take yeah, an aggregate so score of the episodes to rate the show, which it should. That's crazy. That's interesting. That's interesting. Yeah, I think not that every Two Chunks episode isn't an advertisement for Two Chunks as a podcast, but I would say the best way to approach this, because we know that we're not going to be able to change uh, critic reviews because it's a love-hate relationship. It is also something that I find myself looking at. I, I, I was like, you know, as a New Year's resolution, do I just not look at reviews? Mm. Should I just Ooh. go see a hyped movie without even checking a review so that I can have, what is, what is that organic drip of yeah. unfiltered, my actual opinion? How much is that actually influencing me? The best thing to do though, regardless, is in these conversations where you disagree with the critic or you disagree with one of your friends, just be a good listener. I'm not trying to get into my communications class, but one of the best things to do to enjoy the art together is just to be able to talk about it in a semi-civilized way. Sure. Like you don't even have to go, like you and the bros or, or you and your friends don't have to be incredibly civil about it. You know their hearts. But it's like, I've been in conversations before where people are just unwilling. I'm not trying to come in and change your life and poo-poo on, on things that you love. We say love what you love. But let me have a comment. Let me, let's just talk about maybe Zack Snyder isn't a good director. Maybe he's not. Right? I'm not trying to convince you. I think that's what happens a lot. I, I'm just so not stained by, but saturated by like political seasons right now too. Yeah. yeah. That it's like, boy, I wish we could just talk. Let's just talk. Can we just talk about it? <laughs> Nobody just talks anymore. Mm. It's just You know tough, what? Man. Nobody sits on the front porch anymore and with a big picture. Nobody wants to work. Yeah. Nobody wants to work. Nobody sits on Kids the front porch. Kids these days are drinking Coca-Cola and not sweet tea. Yeah. What's happening? What's happening? To end today's episode, I'd love to have your name. And I want you to tell me, You've got your three choices. I don't need all the details of your three choices, but let's turn Pokemon into going into the movie business. So you'll have your three starting actors or actresses that you can choose from. Tell me who you're picking to be like, let's go on this journey together. It could last 25 years. We might not make the hit of all hits, however that measurable is for you, whether it's best picture or whether it's a cult classic, but you're trying to grab somebody to be your Pikachu. Through yeah. Hollywood, okay. right? Okay. Yeah. But to be Pikachu. No, no, no. They're not playing Pikachu. This was a metaphor. Oh. And Pikachu, I understand also, is not one of the I apologize. That's why you're getting on. Is this so about picking, Pokemon? Pushing up, no. Pushing up the we're picking, glasses on your We're brow. picking it's three actors and just saying, like, I'm And I also I'm understand Pikachu career. is not one of the first three that you can choose from. So except in yellow version. But yeah. So what are we I could I got lost in the Pokemon At the beginning, of it all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's my fault. So it is a metaphor as to like, we were talking about Ash being around sure. there for 25 yeah, years. No, so yeah. in, in a world where you get to pick, let's say, you know, at the very beginning, Professor Oak was like, you can go Charmander, you can go Bulbasaur, you can go Squirtle. And you're like, mm, I'm going to go this route. So whoever, who is that 
for you? Who are you picking to be like, you're, you're, you're my OG member of the team? Are we picking one person? One. Okay. I don't understand what we're picking. What, what, we want their career to go another 25 years? This is the person. I don't know why I'm so confused. That if, no, oh, it's simple. You're confused because it's, it's confusing. <laughs> if, if you're. Okay. 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 Who is your, you're at the beginning of your journey. You're going to go be some kind of Hollywood boy. Who are you picking to be the, like the greatest of them all? You know how Jordan Peele, you know how Jordan Peele has, listen, I got it. I got it. I'm going to take all the Pokemon out of it because Pokemon is frankly just confusing us. (laughs) You know how Jordan Peele has Daniel Kaluuya? Yeah. And it's like, that's his ride or die. He's put him in everything. He's taken him to the stars with him. Yeah. Who are you taking to the stars with you? And I'm picking somebody today, not 25 years ago. Right. Got it. Today. Got it. Right. If you're somebody today, if you are, if you're another, if you're Jordan Peele too, who's your guy? Because I, so pick your muse, pick your muse. But because, because I still want it to be Pokemon, because this is, this is my section. (laughs) I want you to tell me what type they are. If they were Pokemon. I love it. I love it. Yes. This isn't me thinking about my person. This is just me being so glad I got to hear. <laughs> Thank you for your help. Thank you for your guidance. I'm so sorry. If you're listening and you're like, that was obvious from the beginning, I apologize. It went, I don't know, it definitely <laughs> It wasn't. went over, through, and around my head. <laughs> it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't. It's, I'm Carter, and I'm going to pick Anya Taylor-Joy. Nice. And she is very clearly a psychic type mm. Pokemon, I would say. Mm-hmm. Dark, even if we were to add something else. What if what if there was somebody on your show who didn't know what the types of Pokemon were? What are the types that I could choose from? You can just go say for, an, just an think element. Of an element. Probably right. Cool. I'm Doge. I'm picking Jonathan Majors, and he's muscle type. Fighting. Very good. That's close, yeah. Um, we asked you to pick an element, and you said muscles. <laughs> it's on the periodic table. <laughs> Rock. Uh, mine is, uh, I'm, I'm Jordan. I'm picking Florence Pugh, obviously. Obviously, obviously. And she is, of course, a grass psychic type. Ooh. Grass psychic. What about, what's the grassy about her? Uh, just Midsummer. Have you I seen Midsummer? That's what I was thinking. Midsummer is a grass Her psychic. Her sprite on screen would be her in that dress with the flower yeah. crown. I love that. Can you guys tell what's muscly about Jonathan Majors? His muscles, probably. Yeah. <laughs> probably. Got it. Got it in one. ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need plus you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you call clickgranger.com or just stop by granger for the ones who get it done
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.